0: Start a series, a three week series, um, on one attribute of God. And um, it's more than likely it will surprise you to see the attribute that we have chosen. And um, in order to see it in its fullness, I'm going to ask Jason to put another verse up, um, which is Exodus 34, verse 14. It said, You shall not worship. Uh, you shall worship no other god for the lord whose name is jealous is a jealous god and so the attribute that we get to look at over the next few weeks and i'm only going to introduce it this morning and then jason's going to unpack it a bit further um, next sunday and thereafter is um, the attribute of god's jealousy that god should revealed himself as a jealous God. I think it might be true to say that when people hear that God is a jealous God, uh, they may find that offensive. Um, In actual fact, they may find it even more offensive than the fact that God is a God of wrath. Uh, People could understand the wrath of God, but How is it possible that God can be jealous and actually call himself a jealous God and actually name himself Jealous, that is my name. Um, Now I need to add to this very quickly that it can also be very confusing. It might be offensive but it can be a bit confusing because um, most of us understand that jealousy is a sin. In the Bible, jealousy is a terrible sin. It's a powerful, it's a destructive sin. And it can be binding. And it has the capacity to turn us into absolute monsters. It can lead us to do things that will ultimately lead us to murder people. So jealousy, in actual fact, can even go further and it can make you sick. You become affected emotionally and and you become disturbed because jealousy is a very powerful emotion. It's a very powerful emotion. And the, uh, the root idea in the Bible, in the Old Testament, when it comes to the word for jealousy is The idea of becoming deep red like the color of blood and it is expressed in the changing of the color of your face which turns red when you become jealous that's uh, the root meaning of it and that is what it stands for in this verse now Paul when he writes about jealousy, he writes about jealousy as part of our (coughs) sinful nature. It's one of the things that makes us sinners. So in Galatians chapter 5, we read that the acts of the flesh, (coughs) the sinful nature, are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits of rage. I mean, the list goes on and it's an open list, but it is Paul describing the fallen, sinful human nature. And he's describing it in a way in which it's almost an uncontrollable attribute of our sinful nature. Because it, it never remains constant. And one never knows to what extent it might even go. And yet the interesting thing about uh, the jealousy of God (coughs) is that it is God Himself who tells us that He is jealous. We don't learn uh, about God's jealousy from some other source. We we don't learn it even from God's obs- we don't learn it from observing God. We we don't look at God and, and see what he does and say he's jealous. <coughs> it is God who reveals himself. It is self proclaiming. If God were to stand here before you and I today, he will say, I am jealous. I am a jealous God. That's what he says to us. And even when it's given in the commandments, it's not a declaration made by Moses. It's a declaration, a declaration made to Moses by God. God says to him that I am the jealous God. Do not worship any other God, for the Lord. His name is Jealous is a Jealous God. And so the fact that God not only reveals himself in self-proclamation about himself, he confesses, he he opens up and he tells us this is what he is like, (coughs) but he also names himself Jealous, which in the biblical terms, the name of a person is the epitome of that person's character. He chooses that man because it best describes what he is like in character and in nature. It is a vivid, this verse is a vivid and a, and a rich explanation of the commandment where God tells his people, where he tells Moses. Because it defines in uncompromising terms exactly who God is and in essence God is jealous And that in essence, God can be nothing other than a jealous God. There's no possibility that he shouldn't be like this. That this is what he's like. And so you read, for instance, in the book of Zechariah chapter 8. This is what the Lord Almighty says. I am very jealous for Zion. I am burning for her. I am very jealous for Zion. I am burning for her. Like a consuming fire. That is what God is like. You know, God's jealousy is akin to his anger. It is a powerful emotional force within God.
1: It is so powerful
0: that he even says to his own people, the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. He describes that jealousy in terms of a consuming fire. And in chapter 6 he says this. For the Lord your God who is among you is a jealous God. And his anger will burn against you. And he will destroy you from the face of the land. God's jealousy leads him to being a consuming fire. It is it is, it is a hot jealousy. It is a fiery je- of jealousy. It is an emotional jealousy and it is a holy jealousy, jealousy that he has for us. You know, as someone once said, wrath is cruel and anger is outrageous. But who is able to stand before jealousy? It throws everything in the pursuit of what it cherishes in and so in Deuteronomy, we read, they made him jealous with their foreign gods, and angered him and their detestable idols. You see, his jealousy is not far from his anger. And of course, we always have to ask ourselves, what is an idol? Because we are told here that they made him jealous with, with foreign with their foreign gods or their foreign idols? Well, if you read the commandment, it says you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath. So you've got to ask yourself, what is an idol? What is it that's going to rouse up God's anger? Well, it's going to be anything that becomes an idol. But does it say in the commandment, that you mustn't make an image of anything that is evil. So you see, idols are always evil. Or does it say that you mustn't make an idol of anything that is bad for you? No, it says this. You shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything. Idols can be good. You see, it's not just the evil things that rouse us up, rouse God up to, to jealousy. It's anything that we turn into an idol. Now what we need to understand as we consider the subject of jealousy throughout the Bible, we of course need to understand that jealousy can be godly or ungodly. You see, there's a big difference in being jealous of something or jealous of someone than being jealous for someone or for something. If I'm jealous for something, I do not have my own interest at heart. I have that object's interest, that person's interest in mind. I have something else. It's not a selfish, insecure But when I become jealous of, when I become jealous of your gifts and your talents and your job and your house and your car, then I'm jealous of something. But you see, God is not jealous of anything, but yet He is jealous for everything. He's jealous for you. He's even jealous for himself. And that's why his name is Jealous. He's a jealous God. And you see, we can have that type of jealousy. Even in our fullness, we can have the godly jealousy. You know, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, and Jason will expand more on this, and I'm just going to read it. I am jealous for you with a godly jealous, jealousy i promised you to one husband to christ so that i might present you to her to him as a pure virgin he said i promised you to christ i didn't promise you to all these other things you do i'm jealous i'm jealous for you i'm not jealous of you jealous for you. In actual fact, in the ESV, it translates it, I feel a divine jealousy for you. He doesn't call it a godly jealousy, he calls it a divine jealousy. So you see, jealousy can be godly or it can be divine. Because jealousy can be the sign of my genuine love and my care and my commitment and my devotion to you or to someone. The topic jealousy that we speak of here when we talk of God is not a suspicious jealousy because of some insecurity that God might have or something that He lacks that He wants or some ignorance that may be involved or some mistrust. No, this is a jealousy that is a divine jealousy. And what I want to answer very quickly and I'm not going to spend much time on, 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 on each of them but I'm going to answer just four things this morning about this. What is God jealous about? And, and perhaps I'm, I'm reading my notes. I, I, I forgot. I've changed it everywhere else except here. I said, what is God jealous about? And that's not the right way of reading really. it. What I want to say is this. What is God jealous for? It's not what is God jealous of or even about. It's what is he jealous for? And the first thing God is jealous for is his deity. God He is unique. is unique divinity. That there are no other gods. I am the Lord your God. You shall worship no other gods. You see? There are no other gods. God will not brook any uh, rival. But not only one. Uh, not only is God jealous of His His uh, deity in the sense that He is the one and only God, but He also wants no misrepresentation of who He is. And so you will not make to yourself any image. You know, sometimes people uh, have the audacity and uh, uh, and and they may say. I think God is like I don't think God is like that God says this I'm jealous for my deity you must learn to know who I am and what you need to know is I'm jealous about it you know John Calvin wrote these words scripture is teaching that there is but one God there is but one God, and He does not. The, the scripture in teaching does not make a dispute about words about this one God, but attributes all honour and religious worship to Him alone. This is proved by the testimony of God Himself when He declares that He is a jealous God and will not, will not allow Himself to be conformed with any fictitious Deity. Every other Deity is a a fictitious Deity. God is jealous about that about Himself because it is important. For you to know that and he's jealous for you and for me to know that. That He alone is God. I mean in the Shema of Israel, which was the sort of creedal statement, it says, Here, Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. This is often been misunderstood because people, when they think of God, they think of him in terms of Trinity. And so they say that God is three but one. And so this is what Deuteronomy is saying. But in its context, Deuteronomy is not saying that. What Deuteronomy is saying here, O Israel, the Lord our God, He is Lord alone. It's fact. where people believe that there are many gods but the Jew would stand up and they would say the Lord our God he alone is God there is only but one God and so God is jealous about his deity secondly God is jealous for his sovereignty God is jealous for his sovereignty God alone is the one who rules and is supreme over all. Psalm 115 verse 2 says this, Why should the nations say, Where is their God? This is what the nations say about Israel and the God of heaven. This one true God, this is what they say. Where is their God? And the answer comes back, Our God is in the heavens. He does all that He pleases. Dear friends, everything, everything in this world, not a single atom moves, not a particle of dust moves from its spot, but by the sovereign hand of God. Not a breath that you take, not that a word that you speak there is one who is the ruler not just one who is God but he is the God who rules and so Israel Israel is told fear the Lord your God and serve him only serve him only if God were not to be sovereign he would be Attributing to some one or something else. Something that can only be true about himself, and he will cease to be God. And God is sovereign over his, God is jealous for his sovereignty. God is jealous for his glory. God is jealous for his deity. God is jealous for His sovereignty and He is jealous for His glory. Now, these things all are very close to one another and they, in a sense, flow into one another. But they must be mentioned separately because here we, here we enter into the realm of worship. Here we enter into the realm of serving and adoration. And, 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 and um, um, the, the Israelites were told, I am the Lord, that is my name. I will not yield my glory to another or my praise to idols. God is jealous when people, the masses of people in our country and in the world, worship other gods. Because he does not want to share that honour and that glory, which only God deserves, which only He has, for He alone is the true God, and therefore he's, He alone can be jealous, because He knows who He is, He is jealous of His person. In Isaiah 48 you read these words, for my own sake, for my own sake. For my own sake for my own sake i do this how can i let myself be defamed i will not yield glory to another how can god sit back and allow his name to be defamed to see people bowing down and worshiping things and people other than himself For those of you who are married here this morning, would you be happy for your spouse to show the same love that she shows you to another person? Is there any husband here who is prepared to share his wife with another man? And is there any wife here who says, no, you can have as many wives as you like, you can do what you like. says I will not share my I'm a jealous God God is a jealous lover because what emerges ultimately and we'll see more of this next week and the week after is that, that this jealousy in the Old Testament is the jealousy of God as a father as a husband. As a father is jealous over his children, so God is jealous over his children. And as a husband is jealous, or a wife is jealous over her husband, so God is jealous of us. And we must make sure that God alone and I want you to listen to this, we must make sure that God alone man, receives all the glory. To the glory of God alone.
1: You know, again in Psalm
0: 115 it says this, not to us, O Lord, not to us, but to your name be the glory. The trouble with us is we are even tempted to rob God of his glory. And lastly, and with this I will finish. God is jealous for salvation. God is jealous for salvation. Because there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we can be saved. And God said to his people, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt. I brought you out of Egypt. Not you. Not the Canaanites. Not some other nation. Not some other power. I brought you out of Israel, out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And I'm jealous for my salvation. You see, God is not jealous of, he's jealous for. And I want to quote, I want to close with a quote from C. S. Lewis. I'm going to sit down if I get through it. C. S. Lewis said this You asked for a loving God to have. Love God. You have what? Amen.
1: Brothers and sisters in Christ, the Holy Scripture teaches that we are to examine our lives before we take part in the holy fellowship of the Lord's Supper. God, in His jealousy, in His infinite love and mercy that flow from His jealousy for us and for our salvation, gave His only beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to die for us sinners on the cross. He atoned there for our sins, that we might become God's children by adoption and grace and have everlasting life. We've come to remember Christ's death and all that it means as he himself instructed. But before we do this, we must judge ourselves, we must repent of the sins we have committed, we must firmly trust in Christ our Savior, and above all, we must praise and thank him for his great love for us. Pray and hope that that is what we have done this morning, leading up to this point. Let me pray. Almighty God, our heavenly Father, of your infinite mercy, you gave your only Son, Jesus Christ, to suffer death upon the cross for our redemption. You made there by his one offering of himself, never to be repeated, a full, perfect, and sufficient sacrifice for the sins. Lord. Hear us, merciful Father, and grant that we, receiving His bread and wine in accordance with Your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ's holy institution, to remember His death and suffering, that we may share in His most blessed body and blood. Who, on the night that He was betrayed to the bread, and when He had given thanks, when He had given you thanks, Heavenly Father, He broke it mm-hmm. and gave it to His disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body which is given. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper he took the cup, and when he had given you thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from this, all of you, for this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for you and for many. For the remission and the forgiveness of sins, do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, Father, now help us to remember, to remember the cross to remember the death of Jesus, to remember the forgiveness that was won there, and to remember that you did this because you are jealous for yourself, for your name, for your sovereignty, for your glory, and for our salvation. I pray this in Jesus' name, amen. Friends, why don't you come and join me at the back. And on your way there, please, Help yourself to the elements at the table. You can grab it on your way to your place and we'll partake together.